Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Rent. No surprise, it's increasing at an all-time high. Again, I heard that that uh, that statement used earlier this morning. Um, when is it not at an all-time high, says you? But I want to hear people's experience. Like, I mean, if you are renting, how do you feel when these reports and these figures come out every single quarter? Um, Crudon lives in Galway and is with us on the programme today. What are you dealing with at the moment, uh, Crudon? Hi there, thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah so um, between, you know, over the, over the last couple of months, um, our rent had been set to increase. And so my partner and I actually made the decision to move out of Galway City and move into, you know, my future in-laws instead. Okay. Your decision? I mean, to a certain extent, yeah. I, ideally, we would love to stay in Galway City and, you know, rent there and stay there, you know, that's where most of our friends are, that's where my girlfriend works, and all those sort of things. But it's just not feasible if we're to have any chance of, a, you know, owning a future home. Yeah. And even still, that chance is pretty slim. So what is the rental scenario like then, Crudon, in Galway at the moment? I mean, it's pandemonium. You know, there are, on daft, say, this morning, there's only 30 places available for rent. And nearly all of those are outside of the budgets of, you know, most people working mm. uh, or the, the student population there. So it's just completely unsustainable. So your plan would have been to, to rent and in an ideal world, you're, you're renting, you, you would rent at the moment, save to buy in the future. But given the rental prices in Galway, you're, you're, you're in with the in-laws. Exactly, yeah. And, you know, so I would love there to be a situation, you know, kind of like what my parents did or that, you know, at my age, they were building their own house. And that was a, you know, a reasonable thing for people with decent incomes. But, you know, my girlfriend and I have both been to college, we both have our degrees, we both have decent jobs. And together, we can't pool together the income for, you know, to build a house. Mm. It's a complete pipe dream at the moment. Like, how, how long do you, do you do you have a sort of is there a timeline in, in your mind Crudon and you know in an ideal world as to how long you'd be in with the folks or in with the in-laws um, no I, like I haven't set or like we haven't set a, a strict date as such I suppose try and wait for things to get better um, and you know save up the deposit in the meantime but you know, we have to recognise that we are incredibly lucky to be in that position, you know. We are incredibly privileged to be able to, you know, have the space to move in with someone, to have someone who's happy to take us in. Uh, We'll see how long that lasts. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there are people out there who don't have this Mm -hmm. option uh, and and don't don't have anything close to this. Lisa's with us as well. Lisa's in Dublin, um, accrued on. Lisa, you're also a renter. What's your scenario? Hi, Andrea. How yeah, I'm I'm in the same house now for 14 years renting. Um, at the time, we weren't able to get a deposit together to actually buy. Um, now, obviously, we do have our deposit, but we can't buy anything because we're now too old. So our mortgage is not high enough. So we will, the house we are in now has been sold. So we will be looking at moving out or if they, obviously, if they put the rents up, um, where we are, we can't afford to stay there either. So if we were to go and look for somewhere new, we're, it's, it's going to be way too high. Like you're talking 2,300 plus maybe a month. I know. Like the figures are that incredible is, when you look at them today. Yeah. And if we have to pay that, 
I'm eating then into my deposit as well. So I'll never be able to own a, you know, our own house. Like. Yeah, the average and asking, average asking in Dublin at the moment, asking price, um, exactly that, €2,200 a month. I mean, it, it's it's in, it's incredible, um, the figures. What is the going rate accrued on in Galway at the minute, like roughly for rent? Uh, oh, you're looking at about 1200 per month. You know, depends on... But I know the DAF figures are kind of around 1700 It really depends on the type of property and the type of area. Um, but basically, they're all out of the realm of affordability. You know, none of these places are affordable for people. When I initially came to Galway in 2016, rents were about, you know, 100 a week. Now you're looking at a minimum of 150 175 for the same places, um, the same properties that mm-hmm. haven't been done off or renovated or anything in the meantime. Lisa, your situation is 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 unique in that, like fourteen years in the one property, it's a long time. Very long time. Yeah. Um, like we we raised our daughter there, and you know now, obviously where we're looking to move to will be kind of the Midlands or somewhere else. You know, so to you start leave the there, and she doesn't want. Yeah, she I mean, she just doesn't want to go either. So, like, do we split up the family? And just the two of us move out just so we can get a house where she won't want to live. Buying is obviously important to you then? Oh, obviously important, yeah. yeah. Most definitely. You know, but even as I said to rent out of Dublin is going to be very difficult because yeah. there's not too many. And, and and the thing is, like, you know, albeit the prices might not be as high as they are in Dublin, but they're still incredibly high. It's only that the Dublin asking yeah, exactly. average is extortionate. That, you know, yeah. that it can, it can like, even crude on there, you mentioned, what, 17, about seven, 1,700 euro. Um, yeah. And that's... that's and a, like crude on, both of us are working full time yeah. um, with good pay, like, and you just cannot, you cannot do it at all. There's something wrong though, Lisa, with the system that like, you know, if, if you're making the point that you, you have saved, you've the deposit, you've, you've gathered it, you've got it together, yeah. you've been renting at the same time for, in the one place for 14 years and you're saying that you, you now can't get a mortgage based on age. We have been approved for a mortgage, but I don't know whether I should tell you what it was. Like it's, like it's 175,000. That's not going to buy us anything up there. Nothing. It won't even buy us anything down the country. So then, if you were to look for even with the the new changes that are that are to come into play with the the additional um, capital that people will be able to draw down the whatever four times the central bank changed the regulations, like they won't give it to us because we're we're not of a young age, so we only get a certain amount of years to pay back a mortgage. Mm. So there's loophole everywhere we go. There's blockages coming up that it's it's of no help. Even the gas and electricity is just going to keep adding on. Going you, up and up. Yeah. And, you know, you you won't be able to save anything anyway. And have you have the, you been told that by um, any lender that, that because, because, like, have they actually said because of your age you can't? We'll only get it over 14 years. Right, okay. Now, it's based on a couple of things. Obviously, it's based on rent and stuff. How much we're paying now on our rent. And they're saying that's all we can afford. And I'm going, no, we can afford a bit more, but they won't give it to you. So you, you are getting blockages everywhere, you know. So what, 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 like, have you thought about what the, the plan is at the moment? Or do you have to move from the, the place you were saying you're in? No, no, it was sold about two weeks ago. So we haven't heard anything as yet. Okay. Um, now, 
it's going to be inevitable that we will have to move. But do we rent or do we buy? That's yeah. the situation at the minute. Obviously, buying would be a bit, the better option because it's forever. You know what I mean? But to rent, because we could go in and rent somewhere and the same thing could happen again. Mm. And you're obviously, you had a good landlord and you were good tenants. I mean, it's a, your, your, your length of tenure there is, is testament to that. Yeah. You know, four, 14 years is a... It's, oh, it's 14 a, years. Yeah, yeah. It's, a lo- it's a long time for sure. Um, 1800 453 if you want to get in touch with us here today about this. Uh, I want to hear your, just your, your rental stories, your experiences on the show. Um, Sashwat is on the line as well. You've been renting in Dublin, Sashwat. What's your experience? Hey, hello. Thanks for having me here. Yeah, yeah I have been here since the past like one and a half years. But like recently when I was like renting a place at uh, like a landlady's house, like behind our house in a studio, there like we were there only there for like two or three months. And like the landlady, like she started asking us for more rent and more bill payments, which we had not agreed on earlier. Like when we were moving in, she did not give us a contract also. So like we came up with a term of agreements on which we both agreed on and signed. Just me and my girlfriend came up with that. But then she reneged on those. And then she sometimes used to enter our house without our like consent. And then she used to text us saying that, okay, I did enter your house. And like I opened some windows. Yeah, like you need to open windows and everything like this. And like she also told like it was like very difficult for like us to be there peacefully and when we confronted her about like all the bills and cleaning like she used to tell us clean every day why are you not cleaning like on weekends you are like enjoying instead of cleaning and like stuff like this so like we did not understand what was going on and when we confronted her about this then she was like move out immediately so and in such scenarios like like she told us to like pay everything which she was asking which she was asking otherwise move out immediately so like we had to give her like what she was asking for because like in such a situation like today in Dublin like finding a house which is in our budget like mm-hmm. I'm a PhD student and my girlfriend is a like a fresh graduate from Trinity so like among us like it was like very difficult to find a place for budget so like we had to give her whatever she was asking for and then like thankfully we did found a place in like 10-15 days of when yeah. we were like all out like looking for like places every day doing 4-5 viewing like going throughout the city but then like this was like very like stressful for us like we could not eat could not sleep my girlfriend painted once like in between all of this so it was crazy okay but you 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 did get summer sashwash you did you did get somewhere else yeah Yeah. okay yeah i know it's incredibly stressful like my deposit is still with the landlady and she also has our upfront rent so right now she's like holding more than like around 2200 euros of our rent and upfront deposit which she did not return to us. Even when we she checked the whole place, we cleaned the whole place, everything was working. Okay. But then she still has everything. So we were helped by the yeah, Community Action Tenancy Union to like move out and they are helping us all this situation okay. but it has been very traumatic yeah and that's I mean I, c- I can only only imagine um, Peter is with us as well because Peter's part of the, the Dublin Renters Union Peter Sashwat's experience there of you know a, a deposit being um, withheld or, or, or not been, 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 been given back to him like I mean are you getting do you get many calls like this can you hear us okay Peter you can I can, yeah. Can yeah, you, okay. I can indeed. Go on ahead. Yeah, no, it's very common amongst tenants in terms of um, the deposits being withheld and other issues that Sashwat's facing with many tenants that we're, that we're dealing with constantly. 
Uh, a serious issue that we've raised for a number of years is that uh, the deposit should be held, for instance, with an independent rental board. It's, it's done in many other countries. Uh, it's not at the remit or the landlord to decide uh, to hold on to that deposit, for instance, when a tenant leaves or wants to move on or, or whatever the decision is. Like, you know, Because um, there are issues where the tenant's the deposits are withheld by, by, uh, by landlords on many occasions and like for very spurious reasons on many, many occasions, such as like wear and tear of property or other issues like which, aren't, which are just base, basic cosmetic uh, issues and, and just basic... Uh, wear and tear that uh, of common everyday uh, living of everybody's home, like in terms of uh, paint and issues like that as well. So it's very, very common. Like, but yeah, it's, just it's, the wear it's and dark tear. to hear the, the the real stories, and that's what we're dealing with constantly. Like, it's just getting worse and worse for more and more people. And this, uh, as I said before, many times, Andre as well, the government are failing to uh, failing to deal with it because they, they've they've ceded so much uh, to the private sector in terms of our housing. Um, Delivery in terms of actually looking as as a home as a social good in society, and I think in any civilized society, I think we should be deeming a house as being a basic uh, basic right for everyone in society to have a decent, secure home to live in where they pay relative to what your income is. Because more and more people are paying up to 80 percent of their rent, like, and there's all subletting going on. And recently, I was just talking to a lady about two days ago, where she's actually going out to a money lender uh, to try and pay pay four months' rent up front. Uh, to a landlord to try and get a property, uh, and like you know, this is going back to sort of the dark days of the, you know, twenty, thirty years ago. Where Four months. Four. But right. but how is that? How how is that happening though, Peter? Because I mean, the, the the rules that are in place are that you can only pay, you can only ask for two months upfront, and one of those has to be the deposit. Well, that that's supposed to be the rule of it, but unfortunately, when you're so desperate for accommodation, there's no enforcement of any of these practices. So like, people are so desperate that they're willing to offer whatever they have, and they're willing to borrow excessively to even get that home because like it's even to get a response to a view and like he could, uh, one guy I was talking to yesterday he's applied to 445 places he showed me all the emails wow. uh, he's got three replies and one, only one view and, and he said he's going to go to that view 440 440 440 he sent in the last three it's months unbelievable uh, and he's he's not even getting replied back and this is direct, like a lot of these would be to, to landlords agents and you've seen before the, the pictures around uh, the city where there's up to 50, 60 people mm. queuing at these properties to try and uh, desperate to get somewhere. And like, there's, there's, there's so much exploitation going on by landlords, agents, uh, landlords as well. And they're willing to offer anything to get the property. Like, for instance, offering, you know, willing to, to borrow as much as they can and put themselves into massive debt. And with all these unscrupulous other people going around the place in terms of money lenders, like, it's just shocking. Like, it's stuff that, that's just this. I thought we consigned all this stuff sort of to, to 20, 30, 40 years ago, you know. Mm. Uh, we the, shouldn't the, be progressing. Absolutely. The other point that just a lot of the texters getting in touch, I, I don't know if you happened to hear Peter Lisa's situation there a few moments ago when, like, Lisa, you mentioned you're renting for 14 years in the one house, now looking to buy deposit yeah. saved, mortgage approved. Um, but just given, you know, that the price of property, I suppose, Peter, at the moment, like, you know, you need a, 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 like you need a huge mortgage nearly to be able to, to buy anything in and around the, the Dublin area. But, well, but uh, it's, uh, it's uh, the length, the like, time of the mortgages is, 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 is posing a huge problem. Uh, I think the, the thing is, the, the key issue is around obviously affordability for people willing to buy. Like since 2015, especially in Dublin, there's been a glut of, and I suppose it goes back to the financial crash in terms of the, the opening up of doors to all these corporate vulture landlords who have come into the city. Like all around the city now, there's a lot of built-to-rent apartments, which are all, uh, you know, owned by, you know, equity firms, insurance firms, pension funds and so forth. They've brought money into essentially Ireland 
to extract as much money money as possible and make it really unaffordable for people to, to buy a home. And these are specifically just built to rent apartments rather than building affordable apartments or homes for people in communities okay. to build them. And it shows the failure for me of development-led policies and development-led policies in, in, in society that's okay. been brought through councils and, and brought from national level as well. And, it, it, you know, this is this has to change. It has, you have to change to make, make affordability at the key and security at the, at the key of any, yeah, any proper policy. More, more and more texts and experiences coming in um, from people today. And, and Lisa, a lot of people, I should say as well, you know, in a very similar situation to you, who now feel that having rented for years, that they're at a point where it'll actually become impossible to even buy, despite the fact that they've saved, worked hard to save, uh, and mortgage approved, but just due to the, the, the amount that the asking price and the, the going prices are at at the minute, um, but like it nearly seems like nearly no mortgage will be enough according to this text or anyway look keep your stories coming into us lunchtime live at newstalk.com that's the email address if you want to join us uh, Peter Sashwat Lisa Crudon thanks a million for joining us here on the show Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan brought to you by Avant Money weekdays at midday on News Talk. We were talking about rent. Um, new report out today. Yeah, rents rising again, rising everywhere basically. Um, and I've just been asking you, how are you affected if you are a renter? Lots of stories coming into us. Finton is on the line in Dublin. Finton, you are a teacher. What's your situation? Yeah, I'm a secondary school teacher here in um, Balbriggan, and I pay fourteen hundred and fifty a month for my rent. Uh, you know, I take home about two thousand seven hundred a month, so you can. Work out yourself how little I have left at the end of a month. And um, is the fourteen hundred? Sorry, Fenton. Is that is that for a full apartment or, or what? Yeah, is it? that's a one bedroom apartment um, in Dublin. Yeah. So fourteen. Uh, it's extortionate. I mean, I I used to live in Spain about four years ago, and my rent was three hundred a month uh, in Barcelona, and here in Dublin right. it's fourteen hundred and fifty. Yeah. Um, are you long teaching in Dublin? Yeah, I've been teaching for four years now in okay. Dublin. Yeah, before that I used to teach in Spain. Um, I'm 28, so I'm, everyone I know who's the same age as me is in the same boat. That if they're lucky enough that their parents live in Dublin, they can live with their parents. But if they're not, you know, people just can't afford to live in Dublin. What is, what is the sort of, I suppose, the long-term impact of this? I mean, like, as a teacher, I, yeah. is staying in Dublin a feasible option? That's the thing. It's it's the long term. I mean, like, this sounds very extreme, but it's, you can see in healthcare education, it's like if you don't, if you can't get teachers, you can't get nurses, you can't get guards. Like, they're we're essential workers. Like, how are you going to run a society? How are you going to run a country without without these people? Just out, you know? out of curiosity, I, I noticed the the teachers' unions have all issued come together. They've um, issued or released a statement today uh, talking about the impact of um, the housing situation on the effective delivery of educational services. I suppose for students and too for teachers, they're looking for people to take part in that. Raise the roof. The protest that's happening this coming Saturday. But like, are we at a stage, Fintan, that we'd have to start looking at some sort of a a Dublin allowance, if you want to call it that, or, you know, a Dublin grant for essential workers to live and to work uh, in the city, in the city. I mean, that, that's, I think in London, that's what they do uh, to attract nurses, teachers, police and the rest to, to London. But I mean, like, it shouldn't have to come to that. You know, there should be houses built um, in Dublin, you know, and there hasn't been in the last while. Like, since Fine Gael have, have come to office 2011, 
the, the amount of houses in, that they've built has just it dropped like you know does it make the profession difficult yeah it does like it, it made me think that like I need to choose a different job you know because I just can't like break even you know you're 1400 I can't save up for a house like you know it's, no I mean, how could you pay in, uh, like, 1,400 euros? That's, that's absolutely incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah. My, the, no, go on ahead, Fenton. I was just going to say, yeah, I was just going to say, it's how unstable housing is. Like, in the last four years, I've had to move house three times because the landlords, they sell up after they get a good offer for their apartment or their house, you know, they they need to they sell, they sell up. So you're moving all the time as well. It's just, it's, you're unsteady, you know. Michael is with us as well. Um... Michael, you're a landlord. Like, when you hear these figures today, what's your reaction? Um, yeah, thanks. Um, well, first of all, I fully sympathise with anybody trying to rent in this market at the moment. So I think um, the, the the rents that are there are the result of, of, of uh, endless failed um, policy manoeuvres by uh, consistent governments. And in reality, like, what we have is a... Is a, is a is a shortage of supply, and uh, I suppose people. What people forget is, twenty years ago when Roy Keane was sent home uh, from the World Cup, you know the population was thirty percent less than what it is now. Um, so you you have a, a variety of factors, but I feel very sorry for anybody trying to rent in this market. I genuinely do. You know. Do you like being a landlord? <laughs> do I like? Well, I suppose I sent in a text earlier, and I said, you know, I don't, I don't own land, and I'm not a lord. <laughs> uh, I don't sit in the house. No, I, I know. Um, I know. I, I ask. I ask that question because I've I've talked to people before, um, landlords here in the program, and, and and I can see some of the texts already coming in even today. And a lot of them will make the point that you know they nearly don't like being called a landlord. That there's a sort of an association. Um, they just don't like, I suppose, the label that it gives them. Yeah, no. It, 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 sometimes you could nearly say that it's it's slightly derogatory. In it, it's become that because if you're labelled a landlord, you're automatically viewed as somebody who's sitting back, uh, smoking a big cigar, drinking a pile of money from a glass. Oh, yeah, on, on on a pile of money, exactly. And you know, the the reality is is that a lot of landlords. What the reason? You have to understand why why did why did somebody become a landlord? I'm sure, in the I first know. Phase? I know. They, they became a landlord because they, they don't work, say, for government or in civil service, so they have to fund their own pension. And the reality is, is that there are, there are only a number of different options you can do if you're, you're uh, say, self-employed or, or a private individual um, uh, in how to fund your own pension. And, and essentially they are, you either give your money over to a, a mm. life company and hope for the best, you buy shares and hope for the best, or you buy property, buy property. and hope for the best. Okay, well, it's an interesting take on it, Michael. <laughs> Listen, thanks there a million. Are no, there, there are no other choices. Yeah, thanks a million for getting in touch with us here on the show. Uh, do you agree with Michael? Is it is it a case that so many people are accidental landlords by virtue of the fact that, well, it's all about just propping up the pension? Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.